I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And on behalf of Al Capone and Ben Franklin and myself, thanks very much to all of you for the warm birthday wishes earlier this week. Well, welcome back to the Gulf Coast weather roller coaster. Whew. Warm up, cold up, rain up, dry up, cold up. Oh, where are we at? Oh, we're on, we're on dry and cold right now for a little while. Anyway, is it too cold for you to fish? Well good question when is it too cold is it ever too cold to fish love to hear from you this morning 504-260-1870 that's our talk line inviting your questions and comments our special guest going to be rejoining us this morning the louisiana coastal conservation association director david cresson is going to be here updating the latest developments on the pogie boat issue and also an upcoming redfish public meeting tell you where you can attend and also, you can comment. This is the final week, by the way, for the West Zone Duck Hunters. Are you going? How was your season? Uh, we're going to have some live reports from the professionals on how their seasons went. And if you did, you get to hear my one-hour interview with the new Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Secretary. If you did, what do you think about it? If you didn't and you missed it, I'll tell you where and how to find the replay. All right, the guys they call, and girls, the Plastic Navy, they're also known as the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. The kayakers, uh, they've been looking forward to its minimalist challenge tournament this morning. It is on, but with some changes due to the weather conditions. We'll get the latest from our paddling reporter, Captain Eric Muhabarak of the Louisiana Kayak Company. Good luck to all those contestants out there. And it's uh, not the only the wild game that gets fooled by those decoys. Sometimes it's a bad boy the outdoors, and that's the case we'll tell you about this morning. All right, if you are trying to get out this morning, be aware, Gulf and Interior Lakes, there's a small craft advisory which will be up through today. You're looking at north winds offshore 15 to 20 knots, 3 to 5 foot seas. On the Interior Lakes and Bays, north winds 15 to 25 with a moderate chop. Tomorrow, it switches around a little bit. East winds, uh, about uh, 15 to 20. A little more intensity, going to be as high as 7-foot seas. So any offshore venture is certainly going to be out tomorrow for the small boaters. And for the interior lakes and bays tomorrow, east wind, 15 to 20 knots, moderate chop. Not a bad forecast for duck hunting. Not real good if you're a fisherman. Tidal range, uh, average tide this weekend is going to be 1.4. A lot of water moving in or out. And the Mississippi River stage, well, she's starting to rise a little bit, 3.4, but still for this time of the year, pretty much low. All right, we got some guys we'll be talking to named Robbie and Blaine and also David 
We'll be talking with Daryl Carpenter, uh, Eric Mohabarak, as I mentioned, Ryan Lambert, and uh, Mike Smith, Louisiana Marsh Guide Service, is going to be talking to us from his duck blind this morning. Uh, we've had these Arctic blasts, and he's taken advantage of it as a duck hunter. You might want to hear his advice and tips for doing that. All right, we come back after this. We're headed to Shell Beach. That's where we start off every Saturday morning. We'll be checking in with Robbie Campo. One of the things I'm going to be asking him, did the Jubilee we talked about last week, did it take place this week? Is it still going on? And is it there for you? We'll be back to talk about all those things. It's what we do here on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, let's head down to Shell Beach. Campos Marina is our destination. Okay, we're there. Let's talk to Robbie Campo. Robbie, first thing, uh, last week you mentioned you thought it may be the last weekend for live shrimp. Is Was it, or you still have a few hanging around? No, no, Don. I, I was right about that. <laughs> uh, I, was, I, was, I was dead on with that. Um, what I wasn't dead on with was the Jubilee that was was hoping to take place uh, by many, um, and and we talked about this last week, and we're going to talk about it again. What we need to happen for the stars to align is you have to have very cold temperatures and you have to have very low water. What we didn't have, we had the cold temperatures, but we didn't have the low water. Um, so what happened was Wednesday evening, when the tide fell out enough, they did catch some in from Wednesday evening into Thursday. Not the numbers that we're, see, that we, that we're always used to seeing there um, by the Wyclossie Bridge. Um, didn't happen like that. Um, not always a bad thing done. Redfish has been... You know, kind of uh, un, uh, under the gun here for for quite some time. Um, you know, and it could have been it could have been one of these things where one of these cases where it could have they could have been massacred over there, but it didn't happen. So 
But what is going to happen is it's cold today. It's 35 degrees. The wind is blowing out of the northwest at anywhere from 15 to 25 miles an hour down here right now. We're being gusts up to 25 this morning so far. Um, I think, I don't know if today is going to be the day, but temperature is supposed to get in the 20s tonight. I think you're going to have a better shot at this thing tomorrow than you're going to have today. Water temperatures are going to drop all day. It's going to drop, uh, well, throughout tonight, and then it's going to, what water levels are going to drop. So um, I think tomorrow is going to be the better day for this thing to happen. You know, I got a, a, a comment in from Butch who operates the bridge right there. and <laughs> He's got a, a front row seat of the whole thing. He said there hundreds of people turned out. Uh, and there was a lot of undersized, you know, 14-inch fish being caught, but they did catch a few up to 18, and he reminded people to have their license ready because wildlife is out there definitely checking. So, uh, yep, well, you know, the low tide this morning where you are is 9 a.m., so if they're going to try it today, if today's that day to fish, you want to try to hit it on that low tide, like you say, because that's one of the criteria for those fish stacking up in there. And the other side of this thing could be, you know, maybe there is a lack of redfish and they're not showing up there just because there's, there's not any fish, enough fish left to, to fill it like they used to. Well, Don, I don't, I don't believe there's a lack of redfish. I think that, you know, um, over the years, uh, like I said, when this thing, when this thing happens and it, and it all, and you know, and it comes together just right and the water is dead rock low and it's, you know, rock bottom low and it's, and, and you have, you know, it's very cold temperatures because I've seen it where we were over there catching these fish and it was in the 20s. You couldn't, uh, you couldn't, you couldn't feel your fingers on trying to put a dead trip oh, on. Oh, I've been there. I've been uh, there. <laughs> it's been really, I've seen some really, really brutal conditions uh, over there, you know, trying to catch a redfish. Um, but again, I, I, I think. You know, I think tomorrow is going to be your better day to go do this. I really do. I think tomorrow is going to be the – if it's going to happen, it will probably happen, you know, uh, tomorrow is going to be the day. That's what I – that's my prediction anyway. So, now look, don't hold me to this because, I mean, I'm <laughs> – hey, just man. I'm just, a, I'm just a marina owner. You know what right. I mean? Right, <laughs> they're fish. They're, they're unpredictable, and that would <laughs> right. make them so much fun. Robbie, uh, besides that, uh, there is a, uh, a, a public hearing. It's the one public hearing on the notice of intent for the change in the redfish limits. Uh, they're going to discuss it Monday morning at 10 a.m. People are invited to comment. Uh, they're going to be looking at changing it to three fish instead of five, 18 to 27, and none being kept over the 27, and the guides cannot keep a limit while they've got customers on the boat. Uh, you got a whole fleet of professional guides fish out of your marina there. What is the general thought on going to reducing the redfish? Um, I think they, I for you know for most of the guys I spoke with, Don, um, you know, uh, I have I have I have two kind of guides here. Okay, I have fly fishing guides who are pushing for. Three and this this new limit, eighteen to twenty seven, no god or whatever it is, eighteen to twenty four, whatever. I, I didn't even see it, but anyway, I know it's coming. I know the meeting's coming, but I didn't know what the size limit was going to be. Eighteen or what is it going to be again? Twenty seven, uh, tw- eighteen to twenty seven. Eighteen to twenty seven. Oh, I see. I was told it was going to be eighteen well, to twenty five. Well, maybe let's see. Uh... But um, 
But anyway, they would like to see three. I, I'm I'm going to go with whatever science says. Um, I, I don't, you know, you know whether it's right or wrong. Um, I, you know, I, I'm I'm going to speak with David Cresson from CCA and see what he has to say on this issue. And and you know, and but look, it's not my decision. <laughs> you know, it's, it's right. going to it's going to be up to it's going to be up to the science to to, to decide, not mine. <laughs> And the public. Well, David's going to be on with us a little bit later on, so you'll hear what he has to say because we're going to talk to him about this issue as well as the the pogey boat issue. But it is 18 to 27, the latest, because they've been, you know, amending it. It's three fish per day, none over 27, and the uh, captain and the crew on the charter boat uh, cannot – they can fish, but they can't keep their fish, their limit. Right. Well, like I said, uh, Don, you know, and and it's – there's a lot of politics involved in this whole deal, and it's and um, we'll just have to wait and see the outcome. Because I, I I tell you the truth, I really don't know how this is gonna how this is gonna weigh out. Uh, but hey, look, whatever it is, it is, and we'll just get used to it, and we're gonna live with it, and it'll it'll still be okay. <laughs> you know, it, it won't be the end of the world, I'm sure. So All right, Robbie, it might for those... seem like it, but. It is. It won't be the end of the world, I promise. All right. Well, thanks for being there for the report, and thanks for being there for the people that want to put their boats in and go fish. I would suggest waiting it out a little bit and let it warm up, let that sun get up, because <laughs> there's going to be some sunshine Absolutely. today, <laughs> except for the duck yes, hunters. They need to get out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, Don. Okay, Talk Robbie. To you next Saturday, buddy. Yes, sir. All thanks right, again. Bye-bye. Robbie Campo at Campos Marina in Shell Beach. All right, we come back. we got a little bit of a freshwater report for you. Blaine Salter has been taking over from uh, retired Jeff Brule. He'll talk bass a little bit. Also, he's an expert on crappie, sockeye, give you some high points, high spots, and tips for fishing them in this deep freeze. We're back with Blaine's report right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's time for our freshwater fishing report. It is brought to you by Pure Fishing, the distributors of their new Dura Braid. 25% tougher than conventional braids. You can get it anywhere from 6 on up to 80-pound test line in a moss green. 
Dura Braid backs up its claim as the toughest braided line in fishing, producing even stronger knots and unequaled shock absorbency. Dura Braid by Pure Fishing. Check it out. Blaine Salter joins us now to talk a little freshwater fishing. And Blaine, uh, fortunately for freshwater fishermen, these cold temperatures, it's still tough on the fingers and the toes, but not so near tough on the fish. The fish remain more active than those saltwater species, although they do slow down. What have you got for us this morning as far as some hot spots and some tips to catch them? Well, I tell you what, uh, finding uh, finding anyone in South Louisiana that fished this week was tough, but uh, I did run across a few diehards, and you're right about that. Uh, if it's uh, if you're a Sacolay man, uh, it's that time of year, and uh, with this cold weather, that Lake Verrette area is still one of the hottest places out there. The Bayou Cherami area, the Boom Canal, back in the back in the canals off of Grassy Lake, they are catching two man limits. Uh, like you wouldn't believe, uh, the the three the three folks I talked to down from home of Louisiana all caught limits this week. So that's about the hottest area, being that we're still thawing out. But uh, moving into this this full moon phase towards the end of the month, uh, the bite seems to be late. The later in the afternoon is uh is when they turn on. I'm sure they're feeding all night, and uh, thank goodness the weather doesn't affect them. But the Sacolay are turning on. This is the time of year. Uh, but I tell you what, we're finally all thrown out here. I hope everybody had a safe week because it was hard just getting around anywhere in south Louisiana this week. Yeah, there were a lot of teen temperatures, and that's uh, some some rough stuff there. What was the technique or the tactic and bait that they used in that Barrett area, that, those guys? Did they give you any in, intel, or were they tight-lipped? Well, they're usually tight-lipped, but I know how they fish because they're good friends of mine. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and it was two unique styles. Uh, uh, Tim Bear and Andre Smith, they're well-known throughout South Louisiana. Uh, there's some national, They used to fish a lot of national tournaments, but they're your live scope guys, and uh, mm-hmm. they caught fish in four to six feet of water. And you can catch them even a foot, in, uh, a foot or two up because who knows when the real spawn is, but the big males – are being caught, and they're big fish, and there were big fish everywhere. Last week, I was so excited to give a report because everyone I talked to uh, were really on fish, uh, you know, all the way from Henderson all throughout South Louisiana. So the wintertime spawn pattern of males moving in is, is really cranking up now with this cooler water. You know, uh, it, it may reset them again. Who knows uh, when the true spawn is. Uh, we've caught them. Every month of the year full of eggs, but they're catching big males right now from anywhere to one to five feet of water moving up in the canal. So that lets us know this morning is not too far off, but smaller jigs or smaller hair jigs has been the ticket. I guess with uh, with clear skies and, you know, higher pressure after these fronts, they'll be a little tight lips, but they loosen up, you know, from that 3 to 5 p.m. time, time frame and – uh you can really catch some fish just about anywhere uh, in that Lake Verret area. Grand Bayou and also Bayou Corn uh, are going to be some hot spots in the next, you know, couple weeks coming up. Yeah, we really are getting into prime time and looking forward to it. Blaine, one question before you go. You know, a lot of guys I, I know, uh, they believe, in when, especially when the fish are up shallow like that, that the fish can actually see the fishermen in the boat because sometimes you're right on top of them. Do you believe in, in, in matching the background with camo, like if it's a cloudy day wearing gray sweatshirts or if it's a bluebird day wearing blue? I know some guys that actually do that. What are your thoughts on the fish spotting people in a boat? 
Well, the last trip I made about three weeks back uh, when we fished the tournament, uh, uh, I was in a treetop. We could see the top on live scope, and I got my bait unhooked in the tree, shook it around. The fish never moved. Now, when we get into open areas where there's not a lot of structure, you know, when you're fishing where structure's everywhere, say in a in a canal like Bayou Michel off the of Lake Verrett, and there's trees down everywhere, the fish are already in their safe zone. So I find they're a lot more spookier when you're trying to catch, say, roaming fish now, which is a whole different way of fishing back then when we came up. When I came up as a as a youngster fishing with Dad, I fished a lot with my uncle. He never used a trolling motor. His left hand looked like Popeye because he paddled for so many years, and he didn't want you to make a sound because yeah. he thought it spooked fish. But the heavier cover you're fishing, the fish are already in their safe zone, so you really don't spook them that bad. It's just in those open water schools you know, especially like in Toledo Bend or all these other areas where live sonar just has fish, you know, spooked out to where even if you drop a bait in, they'll scatter. So it just depends on where you are. That's my theory. Mm-hmm. But when they're hungry, they're not going too far. They're going to slam whatever's next to them. You know, Blaine, you talked about your uncle with that uh, no trolling motor using that paddle. That was an art called sculling. And you, you would take that paddle the top of it and, and, and work it against your arm and your hand would be right above the, the part of the paddle that, that branches out instead of the, the, the leg of it. And you would dip it down in the water and push it and turn it and that would control your boat. And that's a lost art. I don't know of anybody that does that anymore with, you know, trolling motors. i tell you what, it is a lost art. It certainly is. But, it, and, and, you know, it's been amazing that uh, the, amount, the amount of technology and how fishing techniques have changed over the past uh, four, dec- five decades, there's so many things different. What do you think he'd think now about a live scope, huh? A guy that wouldn't use Oh, my control goodness. <laughs> I, I have to answer this question all the time when somebody asks, Blaine, you fish live scope? I was like, I don't know why you would not fish with it just because of the information <laughs> yeah, right, you, right. you instantly get. You know, so it the old schoolers put their time in, and, you know, it, it took – Four to uh, a four to seven year degree on how to fish sackleye. Well, now with a little training, in a year you can become you know you can find fish or you you can eliminate fish in dead water. So that's the value in it. So I see both sides, but oh my goodness, my dad would be turning over in his grave right now <laughs> if he was in his favorite spot. Uh, I'd love to hear what he'd have to say about a live scope. Blaine, thanks so oh, much for the report. Thanks for the report, buddy. We'll catch up with you next time, and I uh, hope you have another good one for us. Yes, sir. Y'all stay safe. Keep your hands warm. All right, that's Blaine Salter, a freshwater fishing report. All right, we come back after this. Going to catch up on some of your text messages. Also coming ahead, we got Captain Darrell Carpenter, realscreamers.com, get you the Grand Isle area report. All that's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, getting to our text message board, which is uh, 504-260-1870. The Big Bassin Man said, ask your freshwater reporter what type length jigging pole he recommends for crappie jig fishing uh that would take an awful long time we will get into that with him maybe next time he comes on but he is the purveyor of the salters jigging pole Uh, his dad invented it and he is carrying on the tradition of the business uh i think the smallest they come is six or seven foot and they go up to maybe 14 feet and he uses different ones for different applications and we'll get him to go into detail next time we have him on 
All right, here's uh, one said, uh, oh, this is from my friend Wingbone over in Wilmer, Alabama. He's going to hunting land to see if he can bag a deer. Yeah, it ought to be getting, if not, prime time in Alabama for the rut. All right, we're going to take a quick 10-second station identification pause. When we come back, I'm going to tell you uh, what Steel Man has been up to. He's reporting from Gaydon. Back with his report right after we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify themselves on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, we love hearing from our listeners, particularly our regular ones who have uh, handles or monikers. we got the Steel Man. He's reporting in from Gaydon. He said last week was slow for ducks, but the word is more big ducks are down this week. H-Dog and Steel Man are going to give it a try this morning. B-Money lived up to his call sign, leading the crew to a good time last night. Big Burr was in once-per-decade form and not hunting this morning. And uh, what about Possum? I thought I saw – oh, yeah. Oh, he says P-Money and the gang got the rig set. Uh, Rooster Ray, Mason, and Blake are with the Steel Man. They're doing real well since the freeze in Senla. And Possum, she still has buck fever. Hopefully she'll get him today. Well, what would a Saturday morning be without Steel Man's reports? He keeps us up to date on what his whole gang is doing down there. All right, we've got uh, Captain Ross L. That's Ross Luquette. He's fishing. uh, Says it was good this this couple of days. They did get out this weekend. We had some brutally tough weather this week. Uh, No fishing coming off uh, to Tennessee. Going to Tennessee for an anniversary. Happy anniversary to Hannah Luquette and Captain Ross L. Got a birthday wish um, from our ex-YAT listener in Ohio, where it is 5 degrees. Stay warm, Deb. And this one says, this is from Easy. I think he hunts in the Abita Club. He says, never too cold to fish, but he's hunting. Running out of time to cross paths with Mr. Buck. All right. Uh, you know, if, I don't know if you got a chance. Uh, last Saturday, if you were tuned in, I was talking about I was doing some co-hosting on our flagship station during the week. And Wednesday, I had the opportunity to get on the new head of the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, uh, Madison Shahan, and we covered a, a lot of issues and what her vision is for revamping the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, where she came from, how she got there. A very interesting conversation. If you if you heard it, what do you think about our new 26-year-old South Dakotan head of our Department of Wildlife and Fisheries? If you did not get to listen to it and you want to, uh, just shoot me a text, and I will send you the link. And, of course, you can always go back on our flagship station and find the shows. It's a little bit confusing to find because it's not listed under my show. It's listed under Newell Norman, who I was filling in for. But I've got the direct link. If you'd like it, shoot me a text. All right, we got Brian Guidros uh, checking in. He says the fish are biting in Dulac. That's some good news there. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, Butch... Dore, he's the operator at that Wyklosky Bridge. You go over to get to Shell Beach in Hopedale. He's got a bird's eye view watching the Bayou Lutra when the uh, Jubilee happens. And he reported that there were a lot of fishermen turned out. And uh, there were a lot of undersized fish, 14 and 15, but they were catching some 18-inch. And I'm sure there will be a lot of people out there this weekend hoping that that turns on. And if you were listening a little bit earlier, as Robbie mentioned, the uh, best shot to catch him down there, we know the water's going to be cold. But it's got to be low also, and uh, they got a low tide there this morning at 9 a.m. is when it bottoms out, and it'll start coming in after that. All right, we're going to be right back and check in with one of our field reporters, Captain Darrell Carpenter, Grand Isle. He'll tell us what's happening down there and also the 
uh, area where they're going to be holding that um, minimalist challenge. The kayakers, the Plastic Navy guys are crowding around down there about this time. We'll be back to talk about it with Daryl right after this pause. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don DeVue, Radio Network. And, you know, when I check on the temperatures across the state, the place that usually seems to be the warmest, although with the wind chill factor it can defeat that, is Grand Isle. And Daryl Carpenter happens to operate down there with RealScreamers.com. Daryl, how's the conditions down in Grand Isle? I know it was pretty rough this week. Yeah, Don, and it's, it's really no better right now. I mean, you know, the... Because we have that influence of that warm water, when these fronts come down, we tend to have more wind and stuff like that. So, no, I mean, it's 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 blustery. Uh, you know, I mean, the best thing, like I said, this time of the year, and thank God we have it, the best thing for you and I to talk about would be, you know, either, either the, the shrimp molds and all I'm making for the Mardi Gras balls or it's going to be, you know, fishing on the side of the road. That way you've got the truck right there to retreat to with the heater running. And thank God we have that side of the road fishery this time of the year. Yes, indeed. Well, you know, one thing I wanted to talk to you about was the proposed redfish limit. You know, they've been kicking this thing, this can or this fish, down the beach for a long time on the redfish. The final, no, I don't know if it's final, the current notice of intent is asking for a reduction to three fish in an 18 to 27-inch slot. You and your assistants, if you're on a charter trip, cannot keep your catch, although you can fish. And you can't keep any fish over that 27-inch top end. What's uh, your feeling and the general feeling for the fishermen down in the Grand Isle area as far as Leeville and those places, as far as adopting this? Don, uh, it's really, you know, through the Charter Boat Association, we've done a lot of polling. And um, it, it really, the, t- the attitude varies depending on where you are in the state. I guess it's because it's what you're seeing locally in your local basins. Grand Isles area, they know that we've got somewhat of a redfish problem. Um, you know, I, the, the Bear Terrier Basin all the way up from Grand Isle to Lafitte was hit heavily, regardless of what the department says. I'm talking real-life observations. It was hit heavily by Hurricane Ida. We had a whole lot of fish killed up in the Lafitte area that all our, where all our fish went up there. So if you look around the Grand Isle area, I think they're – you know, the the attitude is we need something done. But everybody's attitude is why do they have to go so drastic? You know, we all, the majority of the crowd I run with, you know, been doing this 20-plus years, we've all lived through the red snapper fiasco. And part of part of the, the, the regulation changes with redfish is because just like the red snapper, they're supposed to be a 30-year lived species. So they want to they wanna do drastic steps. Whereas already, right now, all, all summer long, we were catching those 13 to 15-inch redfish. They were just literally everywhere. And now those fish are hitting that 16-inch mark. Well, that's the new spawn that came in. That's the new spawn that came and, and replaced what we lost after Ida. So, you know, we, we believe that our fishery is a whole lot more resilient and, and is going to rebound a whole lot faster when you figure in the current economic conditions where, you know, we're slowing down a little bit as far as people getting out and so forth, I just, I personally just do not believe that we need to go the real drastic measure. I, I don't mind the reduction. I don't mind the guide limit. I don't mind the none over 27. But I just don't want that reduction to cut so deep. And I'd rather, and we've talked about this with the prior administration before, before our new secretary came in, We'd rather all these things be labeled rebuilding plans. 
Uh, that way, when they hit when they hit a certain benchmark, instead of keep taking, keep taking, keep taking, if they hit a certain benchmark, let's revolt back to the five fish at sixteen to twenty-seven. Right. Well, it does have some provisions for you know ending it before the the sunset, and all of that's going to be hammered out and talked about on Monday at ten o'clock at the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries office, which. Uh, I hardly think that's the best time to hold a public meeting, 10 o'clock yeah. on a Monday morning for the public to come. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think they could be a little bit more uh, user group friendly and, and hold it at, on an evening or on a weekend or something like mm-hmm. that. But to set it on a Monday at 10, uh, they're not going to get the maximum turnout that they'd be looking for. But we, yeah, we if, it was something as in, if it was something as important as duck hunting or, or something to a deer season, you know, then, then they would have their regional meetings in the afternoons like they do sometimes with those, and, you know. But then again, it is what it is, and a lot of people believe that the opinion's already made up. Uh, I mean, but I argue with that in that the, uh, a, group, a group of very conservative, non-consumptive fishermen showed up and, and talked the commission into going this much more stringent route. So don't think that the mind's made up. They could, you could always change it. The problem is, is the NOI process. If they changed it now, I don't know if they legally have time. And it gets very complicated. You'd have to speak to, to Wildlife and Fisheries Legal to explain it all to you. Yeah, well, if it does get amended or uh, they do proceed with it, then it has an oversight period to the legislature for 30 days. They've got to do something with it. Or not, and then if they either they approve it or they don't do anything, then it becomes law. But um, I, right. I don't think this is going to be the end at all because I'm I'm hearing from too many people from the west side of you going to the Texas state line that they don't think it's warranted at all. And there's a lot of people on the east side that think that this was just a temporary thing and there's enough spawning stock and enough juveniles out there to replenish it on its own without adjusting the limits. But you know, yep. we'll, we shall see. Hey, I'm. I'm a firm believer in three letters. The reason we're in this redfish crisis is Ida. Uh, Ida did us a lot of harm, despite what the department said with, with fish kills. You, you've, met, you've met Evan that works with me. For six or eight weeks after Ida passed through, they were out there with heavy equipment, scooping, scooping the dead catfish, the dead black drum, and the dead redfish out of their yards. Mm. So, I mean, there was a much larger fish kill than what was reported. Got it. All right, Daryl, thanks for the report. We appreciate it. And if somebody wants to come fish with you on a warmer day, tell them how to get you. Well, they can find me on your website at dontheoutdoorsguy.com. You can do realscreamers.com, and we own them both. It doesn't matter how you spell it. Or just pick up the phone, 225-937-6288. And, Don, I'm going to tell you, just like last year, we're already starting to see some of the, the heavier dates that are that are wanted booking up already. So, not a sales trip. Not trying to tell you get up out of bed and call me this morning, but if you got a particular day, you might want to book early. Uh, good advice. Thanks, Daryl. We'll see you next week. All right. Thank you, Don. You have a good day. Stay dry. <laughs> yeah, I hope to. All right. Let's uh, see. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. David Cresson, the director of Louisiana Coastal Conservation, is going to join us. We're going to talk about two things. The status of the pogie boat now that we've got a new governor. We've got new uh, Senate Natural Resources Committee members. We've got new people on the Wildlife and Fisheries Commission. We'll tell you and let him tell you what the latest is. And also we're going to talk more about the redfish issue, changing the regulations with a notice of intent. 
Where does CCA stand on it? We'll be back to do that right after this pause. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Well, we have a new year. We have a new governor in Louisiana. We have new wildlife and fishery commissioners. We have a new secretary, the head of the Department of Wildlife and Fishery. And we have uh, some new legislators uh, serving on the Natural Resources Committee. What does that mean for the pogey boat issue? Director of the Coastal Conservation Association here in Louisiana, David Cresson, joins us to update us on the latest. David, I don't think we need to go way back and talk all about this long fight, this issue that's been going on for years, because this audience is certainly well attuned to it. If you could just tell us what you think the latest is and what these changes in personnel positions is going to mean. Well, it's good to be with you, Don, and thank you for having me. Of course, we've got a notice of intent that's that's uh, open right now that will likely be heard again in February. So the notice of intent will create the one-mile buffer across the Louisiana coast where menhaden harvesting will be off limits. And uh, I think the last swipe at it that the commission will take will be in February. They've heard public comment. It's kind of gone through the process. And so February will be, I think, the last commission attempt at it. Uh, there will be uh, two new commissioners. Um, two of them, you know, were sort of termed out at the end of 2023, and so there's two new ones along with the Landry administration. Uh, and to be honest with you, I'm not 100% sure where this current commission is going to be on this NOI. Uh, of course, they passed this NOI. Um, there, you know, the 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 um, the vote was five to two at the old commission. Um, but with this new commission, it's hard to it's hard to know. We're in the process of trying to get in touch with all of them right now. Of course, uh, one of them we still don't know who it is, and so we're hopeful. We're hopeful that they'll they'll proceed with it as it is. But anything can happen in Louisiana politics, as you well know, Don. And so, new administration, new secretary, new fisheries director, new commission members. Um, we hope they do the right thing and move forward with this with this NOI. Has Governor Landry made a clear and definite position on this? Has he taken a position of supporting or opposing it? Well, the the time that we have spoken with Governor Landry, you know, he certainly has other things on his mind. I can tell you this about uh, Governor Landry: he's always been supportive of Louisiana anglers. I'm not 100% sure where he is on this particular issue. I know he's getting pressure from both sides. And so uh, the the next few weeks I think will be really interesting to see how this shakes out and kind of where he and his administration fall on this issue. I I know there's a tremendous amount of support uh, for this buffer by the Louisiana legislature. Uh, There's tremendous support amongst the citizenry of Louisiana. This is an 85% polling issue. We polled Louisiana folks on this, uh, and about 85% of them are in favor of the, you know, of these reasonable regulations. And so um, I, I don't have a clear answer for you, Don, but we're very hopeful that he'll, uh, you know, that when push comes to shove, he'll be on the right side of this issue. The two commissioners that are new, were they in the five that voted to support it, or were they on the side that voted against it? Or was it a Well, mix? so the yeah, the two that uh, are new were not around when when the original vote was taken. So the the two that will be leaving, or the two that have left, uh, Commissioner McPherson was for it, Commissioner Sinceri was against it, and so 
we, we certainly hope at the very least the two new commissioners will will be a wash to those two votes, if not if not even a pickup for our side of, uh, of this issue. Don, I can tell you this, though. The, the industry is throwing around tremendous amounts of money trying to, you know, gather favor for their side. They're doing everything in their power to try and stop this. Uh, look, we're not trying to stop them from catching their fish. Uh, this is a one-mile buffer off Louisiana's coast. It's in line with the other states in the Gulf. It's, it's a much more liberal rule than, in, than most states, uh, than all the states on the East Coast. Uh, we don't want to cost people any jobs. The economic impact study indicates that it, it won't be nearly the impact that the, the industry claims it will. Uh, we respect the people that work in this industry. All we want them to do is respect our coast and, and you know, move these operations a little further offshore. Got it. David, we're going to take a, a break here at the top of the hour. When we come back, I want to talk about the Redfish Notice of Intent. There's a public comment meeting, the only public hearing that will be heard before they take another vote or amend it or refer it to the legislature. So I want you to get you to comment on that. We'll be back to do that after this pause. Also, would like to invite you to text in your comments and questions. We do that at 504-260-1870. We're back right after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 